a long, long time ago. There's a gentleman named Andy Coffin around. And uh, I tell you what, he was uh, groundbreaking when it came to performance art, comedy, all sorts of stuff. And kind of hit his stride as far as post-mortem popularity in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. And believe it or not, almost 30 years after his death, he's got a new comedy album out called Andy and His Grandmother. And one gentleman that knew him very well, his name is Bob Zamuda. We're going to talk about the album and a lot of other things. He is on the phone with us right now. Bob, hey, thanks for being on the show, man. Happy to do it. You know, uh, I, I will be uh, perfectly honest. I am a uh, huge Andy Kaufman fan. I actually, uh, the second you wrote the book, Andy Kaufman Revealed, I ran out and uh, and bought it back in 99 just because I wanted to learn as much about this guy as I could back in the day. And, and you know, it, it almost seems like uh, he's kind of hitting his stride, as it were, you know, uh, as far as, you know, kind of getting some recognition that maybe he didn't get back in the day. Is it nice to see that as a friend of his? Oh, fantastic. You remember, guys, he was kicked, voted off of Saturday Night Live, you know. Back then, this guy really went through the ringer, and people forget that. And, and well, it was wonderful that a number of years back that, you know, a major motion picture, Universal, did the Man on the Moon movie mm-hmm. starring Jim Carrey. Oh, so this is, this is great. This is great for his fans. Uh, for the family, certainly for those close to him, myself and Lynn Margulies, who was the love of his life that Courtney Love played in the movie. It's fan- this is fantastic to see. You know, uh, you say in the book how, how close you guys were and, and how nice it was for you guys to be able to work together both on and off camera. How hard was Andy to, to get close to? Was it a difficult friendship to kind of build up some trust, or did you guys hit it off right away? No, we hit it off. We met back in 1974 at the Improv in New York City. And uh, we, we hit it off right away. I was doing a lot of guerrilla theater work out of Chicago, a lot of hoaxes, a lot of put-ons. So when Andy started to hear the kind of stuff I was doing, right away we just, oh, man, we just be- became chums, you know. And then I was his writer uh, for 10 years. But, no, a very easy guy to be with, you know, uh, a lovely human being. And you have to remember, besides him being, you know, I, I, Andy Kaufman, he was my best friend. Mm-hmm. So I could sit and talk to him about any re- any problems I was having within relationships or anything. He was just like like a big brother to me, you know. So 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 that was a whole other side that many people didn't see. Great guy. You know, uh, way, way beyond his time, and, and, and you guys did some really incredible things. Um, and, and that's got to be something in the forefront, as you're, especially with technology now and the things that, 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 that you two of you could have done. Uh, is that something that really inspires you to this day? Well, look at these tapes. I mean, what we're talking about now, this, this album, uh, Andy's first record album in 35 years. And this is something that we had worked on 35 years ago with little micro cassettes. And they were just sitting in a shoebox. I almost for, totally forgot about it. You know, 35 years ago. And like I said, his girlfriend Lynn Margulies found him, and then gave it to, uh, you know, to Drag City, who, re- who, who who spent three years putting this together. So it's it's phenomenal, you know. And back then, you know, we thought the little we had the little micro cassette tape recorders, and to us that was high tech. <laughs> so, this, <laughs> so this is amazing, you know. That uh, you know he would be on the cutting edge today because he and like you said he's way, still ahead of his time. Absolutely, yeah. You think about you know uh, your the mind bends and stuff that that you guys could do with YouTube and that kind of stuff today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, now you know everybody. Back then, everybody's trying to pr- you know hoax somebody or prank them or you know, and uh, so so it's it's changed a little. Like everybody's doing it now. Which would make it a little, probably a little more challenging for Andy. But by now, he probably would have been, 
had he lived, if in fact he did die, <laughs> uh, he would probably be, you know, making motion pictures now and everything else. Absolutely. You know, uh, you talked a little bit about these tapes that are that are 35 years old for Andy and his grandmother. And, you know, uh, I imagine, you know, back in the day, you guys would record a lot of stuff. Do you do you see this kind of opening up some sort of vault or like there could be some future albums down the road from some stuff from Andy? Or you're well, not remember sure? what you're seeing now. This came, this was called from about 85, five hours worth of material. Right. And then I still have tons of material. I have a tons of recording of, uh, of him from stage shows that nobody has ever heard yet. So, so this stuff is still slowly when the time's right. And you know what, guys? Next year, this is amazing, next year, May 16th, marks the 30th anniversary of Andy Kaufman's passing. And he had told Lynn Margulies, the love of his life, if he were to fake his death, he would come back 30 years later. So we're going to so, so, so circle your calendar May 16th of uh, 2014. Uh, you might just be back. I like it, man. I like it a lot. And, of course, you know, you uh, you happen to uh, to be his right-hand man with a lot of this stuff. Uh, how involved were you in, in some of these recordings? Was this totally Andy doing his thing, or were you involved in these at all? Well, we would talk about it all the time. Of course, it's Andy because Andy would have the tape. That was his micro uh, tape recorder. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he carried that right. I had one also, uh, and we would compare notes. But but it was mainly Andy, because Andy was the star at the time. So it's really mainly Andy on that tape talking to, un, unbeknownst to many of his girlfriends and, and, and everyone else, uh, that they were being recorded. And uh, you know, back then, this was, like I said, state-of-the-art uh, technology. So it's amazing to hear that now and to see... How this stuff really holds up, and just the comedic find it is, it's funny as hell, all this stuff. And so he knew very much what he, and we, we would talk about it a lot, uh, like I said, but I had forgotten about it for about 35 years, you know, until Drag City uh, then, uh, then came out with it. I did, of course, the, the uh, linear notes on it, and then uh, Bill Hader did some voiceover on it. So I'm really proud. I'm excited that it finally got out there. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, you, you talked about Lynn uh, choosing Drag City to do this, and not an easy task to go through all these hours and, and come up with one uh, kind of comedy album, but uh, you seem pretty impressed with the job that they did to put this all together in kind of one cohesive unit, right? Well, it took, you know, it took two and a half years to do it, for God's sake. Right. You know, and uh, what's his name? Chapman, the man who put it together, you know, he just very... He, Man, did he get into Kaufman and listening to all this, you know, and uh, found out some really, you know, what he kept saying, he said he found out when he was doing this that he heard no cynicism in Andy whatsoever. You know, I don't think there's anybody walking around today that's not a cynic to some degree. But Andy was a real pure entity, a real pure artist. You know, he meditated and did yoga three hours every day, vegetarian, holistic medicine, and, uh, you know, he's a really pure... He would only meditate right to the moment he went on stage. I remember, you know, I was always with him uh, when all his appearances on, on SNL. Uh-huh. And he made sure that, you know, two minutes before he went on stage is when he would get out of meditation. So when you see him, if you look at his eyes, you know, he seems so spaced out. You know, he had just came out of, out of, uh, out of beta weight, you know. So he was pretty mystical uh, guy. And maybe... Uh, working on a whole other uh, level of reality, and that's what's so fascinating now. That's what every, you know, many people 
you know, I don't even think of him as a comedian. Uh, many people look at, call him the first performance artist. I just put, thought he was like a behavioral scientist. He really kind of just watched human behavior, and he kind of reversed the roles of, uh, of performance. It's really Andy watching the audience. Andy becomes the audience. The audience becomes the performer. Tell you what, that is why this uh, this album is worth checking out. It's called Andy and His Grandmother. It's available now. Uh, Bob, uh, thank you, man, for uh, for you know bringing this to the light and talking about your friend. And if you get an opportunity, everybody, I highly recommend Andy Kaufman Revealed, too. A lot of really cool, really awesome stories uh, from both Bob and Andy in there. And uh, thank you for the time, man. We appreciate it, buddy. Love it. Thanks. Take care.